Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs Jr. Welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, where I help you fix your Catholic marriage. I've coached and helped hundreds of men in their marriages, and now I want to help you. Call 313 Radical now. That's area code 313 Radical, and ask me anything on tough marital issues, such as what to do when she's asked for divorce, what to do when you have a mutual agreement of separation, but you didn't want it. What to do when your wife is cold and distant? What to do when your wife is having an affair? What to do when your marriage is bad, boring, lukewarm, and passionless? What to do when you engage in a mental embrace less than once a month? What to do when you sleep in separate bedrooms? What to do when she has left the home with or without the children? What to do when you're divorced but didn't want it? Call 313-RADICAL. That's area code 313-723-4225. That's area code 313-723-4225. Again, call 313-RADICAL right now for answers to intimacy problems, communication problems, prayer and spiritual warfare problems, authentic masculinity problems, a.k.a. how to man up. So sit back, relax. Take a chill pill and get ready to rock. But don't duck. Can you feel it? Catholic Alpha Radical coming at you now. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, <laughs> the podcast that helps you fix your Catholic marriage while also giving you winning tactics for marriage problems, girlfriend and fiance problems, and intimacy problems for men, which can be the worst. But moreover, where my main mission is to keep you out of divorce court and where marriage unchanged the art of one flesh, divorce, combat, coaching is the flavor of the day, while also helping men understand marriage and courting, <laughs> not dating, in the Catholic faith. Why? Because dating is for sex and courting is for marriage. In this 115th episode, how to man up in your marriage to win her love again and forever. Plus, live calls from you answering your marriage in crisis questions. So get in that queue of 313 Radical. That's 313-723-4225 or at callinstudio.com slash Radical1 for some resolution to your marriage confusion. And so today's quote is, quote, society offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. End quote. Pope Benedict XVI. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. 
Get live Catholic marriage help. Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern, for some resolution to your marriage confusion. And so today we go into our radical rant, my radical rant of masculinity and how important it is. But I want to comment on the quote of the day for a second of, and I'm going to read it again because it's so short, <laughs> but it's so great. <laughs> Society offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. Now, why would I say that every single day? Every day I say that without fail. You know why? Because it's the truth. Satan offers us comfort. He makes us soft, makes us weak, weak-minded, weak in the heart, weak in the soul, weak in the body. And we need our Lord Jesus Christ to bring out the man in us, the masculinity in us, the understanding of suffering, sacrifice, and what that means. And that, like I tell you every day, this is a pope talking, a pope, dude. And he's saying that you were made for greatness. That means in your family, you can be great. You can be great in your environment. You know, this is this is where you hear this is like I tell you, a lot of things I say, man, it's not me. It's it's the church. It's Christ talking. You know, I don't just bring this stuff up out of nowhere. I and I I do, I give my take on a lot of things because I expound on it because I want to want to make sure that you know even a two-year-old can understand it. Um, because that's where people get addicted to God when he starts giving them information that they want more and more and more. You know, um, and that's one of the problems with men that come in my program. They're great Catholics and, and stuff like that, but they leave their wife behind in the faith and their wife is way back there. She don't even understand what, it, what the Eucharist is about. <laughs> and they up here, you know, way ahead of her, you know, going to adoration and praying rosaries and doing marriage and prayer crisis, doing spiritual warfare prayers and doing all this stuff and going to conferences and doing all this stuff. And their wife is just, you know, she's just there. She might go to mass with them. But, you know, um, and so this is why we can't be great with our, our wives. We can't. It's impossible. We can't. OK, so that being said, that brings us to our subject for today. And our subject is how can authentic masculine draw your wife's love and respect? We, we always make the mistake of thinking that we're in control and we can be our own man and we don't need no help and we're self-made and all of that stuff. But man, in the essence, that's not true. You know, the Holy Spirit and God, we have free will, but God continually chisels on that will to get us to conform to him. And uh, again, the true meaning of love for Christ is obedience to Christ. People get that confused. I, I, you know, I got people all the time talking to me. I had an email this morning you know, get mad at me because I'm saying, look, you got to conform to God. You, you, God does not accept you who you are. People think that's, that is a great mystery. That is not true. If, if God left us to where, who we are, we would, nobody would ever go to heaven. Nobody, because you cannot be in front of God and be a typical vision, man, and not be pure of soul. So how do you do that? You have to be chiseled. That's what marriage is for to chisel off the imperfections. That's why I don't get wise of they, 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 you know, they complain and bitch and whine, but they don't want to fix themselves. You know, they think that, well, you know, he's the one, he's the one. And yeah, men, we are the one, but we, we didn't make this marriage by ourselves. 
you know, just so happens I understand that, but I know that a marriage can never be great without a great husband. It can't. I don't care how great the wife is. The man is the key to the whole thing. The husband is the catalyst. And that's what I try to get you men to understand every day. Every day is a battle. Every day is a struggle. But man, the fact that you get up and you do your prayers and you protect your wife and your family uh, uh, in, in spiritual warfare and in battle, you love your wife, you give her everything you are, that says something. You got to give credit for that. But that ain't enough, is it? That's not enough. We all know that by now. You know, and so it's important that we understand that we God does not accept us who we are. We have to be chiseled. We chisel our wife's imperfections. She chisels our imperfections. This is why you guys got to learn how to get along and got to learn how to love each other and love God. Because if you can't, people have this thing that I, you know, if, well, if I can't get her to act right, or if I can't get him to act right, I'll just leave and go somewhere else. Man, that is that is that's madness. That's madness. Marriage is supposed to be a struggle, but it can be a great, awesome struggle once you get to a certain place. And then from there, you grow more and more and more. But people, they like wives aren't even honest with their husbands about themselves being unhappy. How can you expect a man to help you if you won't even tell him that you're miserable, that you're unhappy, that you're depressed and you feel that he's part of it? Most guys will straighten up and act right and try their best if they know the deal. And, and sometimes if you don't get it today, you keep going. If you don't get it next year, you keep telling him. If you don't get it two or three years from now, you keep telling him until he does get it. But what you do in that time, you pray for him. You ask God to change his heart. You get on your knees. You do the things that, that a wife of, of, of Christ does, a, a bride of Christ does, and you are a bride of Christ, and that's what you got to do. You got to get on your knees, be like the Blessed Mother, and 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 ask God to get your husband's heart right. But no, they don't want to do that because today in this crazy society, what do they do? Everybody tells them how great they are and how bad their husband is, which is why the decline of masculinity. Now, don't get me wrong; we men have done a lot to do to to you know we've done a lot to like to tarnish our own um, to tarnish our own reputation as men. We have because of our selfishness. Um, but on the other hand, too, the church is a lot to blame for that. The Catholic church, I'm putting it around the line. The Catholic church is a lot to blame for that because they don't talk about nothing. Protestant churches don't either. Nobody talks about nothing to get men to do what we're supposed to do. That's why the church has got women all in them. And, but in the Catholic church, the, the problem, the, the, the problem with that is Jesus Christ in the Eucharist is in that, is on that altar. And you can't get that nowhere else. So guess what? You got to go. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> so that being said, we're going to kind of go over what we went over yesterday. Then we're going to quickly go over the, the first five. And then we're going to hit the last four um, of, of why is Oscar man? How do we be? Why does true and authentic, authentic manliness draw our wife to us? And man, it's important that you understand that women love Jesus Christ. Why? Try to answer that. I'm going to give you five seconds to try to answer that question. Why do women love Jesus Christ? They love him because he died for them. And if you're, if I, as a husband, if we're not doing that, we ain't going to get her love like that. 
We've got to understand that's our job to be the lamb in our family. We are the lamb, just like Christ is the lamb, was the lamb. We the lamb. And uh, if you learn how to be a true, authentic man and you die to yourself and you give all of that to God, your wife and your children, man, your life will just turn around in your home. I'm not saying it's going to be perfect. I'm not saying your finances ain't going to be still be messed up. I'm not saying your car still ain't going to break down. I'm not saying that you might not lose your job or whatever, but guess what? The core of your life, the necessities of your life, of God, wife, and your children and your family, they be cool. And if they cool, everything else, man, you can deal with it. You can deal with it. You ain't having marriage crisis of all those problems, plus my wife is acting crazy. Plus, my kids are disrespectful. Plus, my family's in chaos. Because I'm telling you, when that happens, man, all of a sudden, work just don't seem as important no more. You know, a broken down car don't either. You know, so just cover a couple of things. Masculinity is under attack. Authentic masculinity is under attack. As we know, every time any of us tries to out of the society, in our church, in our job, every time we try to stand up for Christ, stand up for masculinity, we looked up as like, you know, we're we're tree huggers or not tree. We looked up like we're tree, you know, like what they call us. I forgot. Yeah, listen, I had the same problem. What is that? What do they call us? Somebody tell me what they call us, a fanatic who's a, a Christian fanatic. I don't know. There's a certain word they say. But, you know, it's, it's all messed up. It's all messed up. Anytime a man tries to stand up for himself and and not and not let somebody run over him, you know, he's toxic. You know, every time he lets a woman get in his face and just basically smack him around and, and treat him like he's a punk, you know, and then we try to fight back and be and try to say, listen, you're not gonna treat me like that. All of a sudden, you know, we're the we're the bad ones. We're supposed to let women just do whatever they want to us. And a real man's not gonna do that. A real man's not gonna do that. Now he's not gonna hit her or throw her around. But he's not going to stand there and let her just get in his face and spit on him and put her face in his hand in his face and do all that kind of crazy mess. That's disrespectful for a man. And, and no man, you look, we're men are the only ones on the planet called to control ourselves 24-7. Think about it. Even homosexuals don't control themselves and women don't control themselves. Everybody else, me, all men that are real men, we have to control ourselves 24-7, which means what? We do, even if you're not a man of God, you still control yourself and you kind of try to do the right thing, right? So why aren't like homosexuals called to control themselves? They can do whatever they want, act how they want. They could be a, the, the messed up, except the most messed up example of a man there is on the planet. All the little boys are looking at them. Women, they challenge men, get in the face of men, spit on men, put their hand in, man, in, the, in the face of them, in the man's face, scream and yell at them. I had a client before where his wife, he would try to walk away from her to stop from arguing. She ran to him and jumped on his back and pulled him, try to pull him down to the ground and tell him, don't you go nowhere. You're going to sit here and listen to me. Kind of crazy like that. I had another client where his wife, he would try to walk away and, and not have the argument. And she'd get mad and tell him, if you walk away from me, you don't love me. And she'd get all mad and get in his face and chase him down and try to drag him around. Dude, crazy crazy and so we are under attack and so this is why as a man you must learn how to remain in control how to be the man that god created you to be that way you are at peace with a lot of these things and you learn how to deal with it okay so uh 
why can't we be wuss in our families and refuse to man up, cause dissension, separation, disrespect? We cannot be wusses in our families. The reason why is because you're not called to be a wuss in your family. You're called to be a man in your family. So a man in your family means you cannot not just sit around and allow your your family to go in chaos, you know, disrespectful and unloving and un- unappreciative children, a wife who's disrespectful. She doesn't um she's uh rebels against you and challenges you to every turn. You know, that's a chaotic home. You know, and then as you as a man, you're kind of indifferent, you don't care. Look, that's them. They do what they do, I do what I do. Believe me, there are a lot of guys like that. You know, they just rather just not engage and just let the woman do everybody do what they want to do. They think that's peace, but that's not peace. That's hell. Right. OK. Um, how can how can we be the man God is calling us to be in our marriage and family to, in fact, become true man? That is the most thing that we're going to talk about today. We talked about the first five yesterday. We're going to talk about the four today. And there is a bonus. <laughs> so basically, there's actually there's 10. But. Um, we've got to learn how to be a man in our family because we are responsible. I cannot get that across even more that as a man, you are responsible for your home. You are not your wife, not your children. They're not, they're not. But man, we try to act like that sometimes. And I'm asking you, how does that work for you? It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Um, you know, bitching and whining about our wife and bitching and whining about our kids and about God. They don't do nothing. They don't do anything. And we've got to get to the point of we fix ourselves. Once we fix ourselves, everybody else will follow. All right. So after the break, we're going to get back and we're going to rock this, y'all. And we're going to make sure that you guys get something out of this today because, believe it or not, your wife wants you to be a real man, a man of Christ, and not some wuss punk walking around letting them just act go wild and crazy. Real, all, you know, Honestly, authentic masculinity draws women to you. It, why do you think bad boys get the women all the time? Because to a woman, they like that, that assertiveness, that aggressiveness, that ambition. I know bad boys might be a drug addict. They might be a, 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 a thief or a gang member, or they just might be a jerk. But Women, all women, you got to remember, all women think, well, I can change him. So that's why they kind of let him come, let him in, because they think I can change him. But of course, we all know you can't change a man unless he wants to be changed or he has enough pain in his life to make him change. Right. So my job here today is to teach you how to draw your beloved wife to you by being a real man. And it works. But if you're a wuss, it ain't going to work. But you have to do it in all facets of your life. You, you have to draw, be as Christ, be a man of God to draw your children to you, to draw, no, to draw your wife to you. Then she will draw your children to you. OK, so after the break, we will be right back. Y'all, thank y'all so much for hanging out with old Jerry Jacobs Jr. today. Bam. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. 
Yes. Within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. All right, we are here. Um, so give me a call in that queue. If you're having problems manning up in your marriage and you want some help and you want to understand your specific, specific situation and how I can help you specifically, like your situation, instead of giving you general things that we're getting ready to go over, then get in that queue, you know, called 313 Radical, 313 Radical, or you can call it on your browser, callingstudio.com slash radical one. Okay. Also, I just want to let you guys know that I'm not just talking. I'm not just talking. I help men in this area all the time. But the thing about it is it takes humility. It takes humility because we don't know what we don't know, right? And I can tell I can tell you how the amount of men that come to me that their confidence is down. They don't know what's going on. They're they're in distress. They are very have a lot of anxiety. Their wife has taken through a lot of stuff, and they're not. They don't feel like real men anymore. They don't feel like they're as strong and as confident as they did. Well, how can you when your when your whole family is crashing to the ground? Okay, um, but what happened? A lot of times, men don't know how to make the proper decisions in their family. They're scared to go against what their wife wants them to do. They're scared to go and upset their children. And as a man, you can't worry about all of that, man. As a man, you cannot worry about when you and your family, you cannot, you have to do what's best for God, your wife and your wife and marriage, and then your children in that order. And this is why that priority will serve you well. It will serve you well. Oh my God. It will serve you well if you just use it and don't punk out. Because a lot of times when you go with God, your wife's going to get upset if she's not a, if she's not, you know, if she's not, you know, if her, if her faith is weak. And I do a lot of people that got fa weak faith. They think they love Christ until I start telling them to pray. Oh my God, Jerry, pray? What are you talking about? Pray all those prayers and stuff? Yeah, I get people rebel against that. You know why? Because they're not used to sacrificing for nothing. I'll do it for a minute, but then, you know, women too, they're the same way. They want you to, they women, they don't want to pray neither. You they they well, they'll do it more than men. They'll do it a little bit, but they ain't, you know, but they don't want they want to do that. They want to do everybody wants to do the problem is everybody wants to do things they way. But the problem is, guess what? <laughs> they way don't work. I, you you will be surprised at the people that come to marriage coaches and they still try to do everything they way. You know, their marriage is in complete chaos. I'm talking about women too. Their marriage is in complete chaos. The, the, the kids are complete, all completely unhappy and rebellious. You know, everything in their life is crashing down and they still want to fight you who's trying to help them and love them. 
and trying to, you know, do things to fight you on how to do things they way, which the way don't work. Because if it worked, you wouldn't be with me or you wouldn't be with another coach or a therapist or whoever. People, they can't get their dang egos out the way. If you don't have humility, you got to remember, man, humility defeats evil, brother. Humility defeats evil. That's why Satan, if you if your if your life is in chaos right now, it's because your ego's in the way. Your ego is in the way. And you're allowing Satan to be in between you and your wife, you and your children, you and your job, you and your parents, you and your friends, whatever's going on, you and your relationship with God. Satan is right in the middle of it. Because we can't get our own self out the way. We cannot. And when we do, guess what? Things seem to go a lot better because humility defeats evil, okay? And so with that being said, I want you guys to really understand that, you know, if you really want help, if you really want to be a stop being a pretender and be a, and, 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 uh, be a contender, then you'll start trying to get help and stop trying to, you know, trying to just keep researching and researching and researching. Your marriage is not going to get great on its own. It's not. It's not going to get help great on its own. It takes a certain system. It takes a certain order of doing things in the proper order. It takes a certain way to bring, like I had a client, you know, going today, fight me on it. Fight me on it. Want to do things they way. Man, you, you, you know, I'm trying to give you a foundation because that foundation is going to help you to survive when things get worse and they will get worse. And I'm not telling people think, well, things are, things have started going good. I don't need Jerry no more. That is, do you know how crazy that is too? Of course, things are going to go good at first. I mean, you know, just like everything, it's going to good, but it's going to go bad again. It's going to go good and go bad again. But we've got to know what to do when those things, when that roller coaster is going on. And right now, 99% of the people don't know what to do when that roller coaster happens, right? So yesterday we covered the first five and the art of manliness, the nine tests of true man to win the heart of your beloved. And again, I promise you, you adapt the laws of Christ, the virtues of Christ, the sacrificial lamb attitude in your marriage. It will draw your wife to you. It will draw your daughters to you. It will draw your children to you, your sons to you. It will because your sons want to be like you and your daughters want to marry somebody like you. And your wife is already married to you. And so she's like, oh, my God, this is the man of my dreams again. But see, when we're in hell, men, we're in hell and we can't see our way out of it. We we just resort back to our instincts and our instincts are usually wrong when it comes to marriage and relationships. Right. It is. So. Number one yesterday was get over it. This life is a test. The true test of, of love for God is what? Is obedience. This life is a test. Nothing is a, nothing is a, what do you call it? A, a coincidence. Nothing is, there's no such thing as good luck, bad luck. All this stuff is allowed by God to better your soul, to grow you, to, to bring you closer to him. Can you pass the test? Are you worthy of those children and of the wife that God gave you? But more importantly, are you able to detach from that and to do what God is asking you to do to be in front of him for eternity in the beatific vision? Now, if that don't get you fired up, then you don't believe in God. <laughs> you don't, you know, so you got to get together. You got to understand either you believe in God or you don't. If you don't believe in God or you want to do your be your own God, then what I'm saying ain't going to do nothing to you. 
it's going to piss you off too. But if you love God and you believe there is a God and you believe that you understand that the only true, the only true uh, condition that you truly love God is of obedience to everything that he teaches him and his church teaches and tries to tell you. Now, that's going to piss you off too. Why? Because truth hurts. A lot of things I say to my clients, to people on the show, in the pot, in the world, you know, it hurts them. You know why? It's good it hurts you. You know why? It's good it stings. You know why? Because that means that you have a desire to try to take care of it, that you see, oh my God, that's true. You know, but like I said, humility makes you coachable. If you have humility, man, you can be coached and you can and you can get caught. You can get coached through this pain and become a great man in your home, in your environment, things like that. So number two is what? Uh, number two, the way to authentic masculinity is through suffering and responsibility. No man becomes true man without suffering and responsibility. OK, you don't. This is why we have to make our boys do their chores. We got to put our boys through tests. We got to whoop that butt. We got to make them be disciplined. We got to make them understand what life is about. And we really got to and, and, and have them give them responsibility so that they turn into a man. If we don't give our kids chores and make them do, especially boys, we don't make them do nothing, then they ain't going to do nothing. They ain't going to be nothing. How many people have you seen? They don't make their kids do nothing. They let, they let their kids run wild. The kids don't have no chores. The kid's 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 15, 16 years old, and he don't do nothing in the house. Don't even clean up his room. Don't do nothing. And, and, we, think, and, they, and we think our kids just going to be this great, great person when they grow up. No, they ain't. They're going to be a selfish, narcissistic person. Okay, so men need suffering and responsibility. We do. And if you as a wife, you you as a mother and you as a father, if you're a woman listening to this, too, you've got to understand. Let your boy break his arm. Let him break his leg. Let him fall off that bike. Let him play football and risk breaking an arm or whatever or, or getting a concussion. So what? That makes him a man. That makes him a man. The possibility, something to be a man, there has to be something on the line. And if our whole life, well, from the time we're one year, well, from the time we're born to the time we're 18, we're never tested as a boy, what are we going to do? This is why football is the greatest sport in the world. You know why? And second to that is martial arts. You know why? Because you're going to get your, you're going to get knocked in your mouth. And if you can get knocked in your mouth and get and get fall down and get back up. You passed the test. <laughs> you passed the test. It's not about winning or losing in this kind of, in that situation. It's about if I get my butt knocked down, do I have enough courage and warrior spirit to get up and continue the fight? That's, that's why people, that's why men are in martial arts. That's why men are play football, boys play football, men play football. Because it brings out that warrior spirit in them that they can't get nowhere else on the planet. Unless, unless they do like, you know, the, like some cultures, they'll take their son, put his butt out in the woods and say, hey, clear this, clear this clearing. I'll see you in two weeks. The boy's got to eat out there. He's got he's to make his own fire. He's got to take his own tent. He's got to survive out there. And that's the only way that you know anything better than football or martial arts or any kind of really contact sport that listen i'm gonna hit you and if you don't hit me then guess what you lose 
You know, um, if you don't get up, you look like a punk in front of everybody. And that's how you build a man. And that's what Christ was about, right? Christ was about the same thing. Listen, you can do whatever you want to me, but I'm still going to die. And then in three days, I'm going to rise. I'm going to bust your butt. And that's what he did. <laughs> yeah, baby. That's why Christ is the man. That's why Christ is the man, man. But people don't, men don't, we don't look at Christ like that. But you got to because he, that's what he wants us to be. Be like him. He showed us how to do that. Okay, I went too long on that. I'm sorry, y'all. But man, when I start talking about Christ and the man he was, because you know the reason I talk like that is because, man, when I was a kid in, or my, when I was in my young adult, I was in my 20s and 30s, I thought Christ was a punk. I'm not going to lie. I had no idea and that is what happens when the church, we grow up and we ain't taught nothing how to be a man. So we grow up, we don't know what. We don't know what the heck to do. We don't know what's going on. We don't, you know, we don't know how to please our wife. We don't know how to make her happy. We don't know how to control our children. You know, we, we just look and go and try to find out any way we can to do it best. I can't tell you of the soft men I see these days that won't tap that, tap their little babies, tap their little boy's butt. Just tap it. They can say, hey man, act right. Act right. And a lot of times you really got to spank your kid. You just got to tap him a little bit or, or raise your, like with daughters, daughters, man, you really ain't got to spank daughters. You really don't. As a husband and a father, all you got to do is just raise your voice a little bit and show disappointment in the girl. She'll act right. She will. You know, boys ain't like that, though. We all know boys ain't like that. You got you talking to the boys don't work most of the time. Now, look, I'm going to give you a little. I am going to tell you this, though. There are some children that you ain't got to, you ain't got to spank them. That's just some kids that they are, they are good. They just, they can, they conform. They do what you say. They're respectful. Once they learn what to do, they respectful. And they, you know, once they learn, you know, look, okay. Cause they ain't, they ain't trying to be in trouble. There's some kids, look, I'm not trying to be in trouble with my father and my mother. I'm not trying to do that, you know, you know, but that's, that's rare. And I'll tell you my two young boys, Jericho and Solomon, they had, in, in 18 years, they had two whippings, two, two spankings, and they deserved it, too. It was bad. It was, they deserved it. But think about it. My, fir my first two sons and my daughter, my daughter only got a whooping one time, spanking one time. You know how rare that is? You know how rare that is? That's because they mama. They got their mama in them because <laughs> they ain't got me. They ain't got me in them. <laughs> But my oh, my old oh, my other two boys, Max and Marcus, them boys, they get a whooping every week. Man, they's getting a spanking every week, man. They won't conform. They're just gonna lie. They're gonna do what they want to do. But they's just being boys, right? They've been boys. If one thing I learned about boys, if you don't control them, they can control you. They're gonna run your house. That's why in the Mormon faith, I think I forgot what age it is, but in the Mormon faith, they get them boys up out of there. Once you hit like 16 or 17, they got to leave. You know why? Because they're hormones. Because boys, man, when they start getting older, they, we all know they start smelling themselves. And they start getting out of out of control a little bit. Because, you know, they have this need to control things and run things in their own way. Well, that's nothing wrong with that. Mormons just say you can't do it here. <laughs> and look, I tell, my, one of my, I tell one of my sons the same thing. Hey, man, you don't run this. I tell you what, if you feel you got to run something, move out, 
Go get your own place, get your own job, get your own car and your own insurance and your own cell phone and, and get your own food. And then guess what you can do? You can do whatever you want and I'll be here to support you. Me and your mom will be right here, you know, but that's what you got to do to boys sometime. If you don't make them into a man, they will run you. They will run your house. Okay. Next, you're charged with leadership, you know. You can't be a wuss in your home. You got to be a man in your home. Um, and that's just, you know, you're charged with responsibility for everything in your house, everything. And so as a man, once you understand that, your life goes better. We, we can't. That means what? If I'm As a man, if I know I'm responsible for everything that goes on in my house, then guess what? I can't blame God. I can't blame, I can't blame my wife. I can't blame my kids. I can't blame the dog or the cat. I can only blame myself. Which means what? All that means, man, just look in the mirror and, and ask yourself, you know, what could I could have done better to make this situation better? Okay. Um, number four, uh, chapter two, verse 15 through 24, your true purpose is to protect, defend, and serve. And that what that means is as the general rule I just said that you are tasked with everything in your home. That's given to you by God. Okay, so God tasked Adam to name everything, which means he's responsible in the Garden of Eden for everything in his house. The other way how you know Adam is responsible for everything and the wife is not, because when they ate, when they both ate the apple, and Adam punked out. God said, hey, Adam, come here. He didn't say, hey, Eve, come here. Proof, poof. Scripture is beautiful when you can use it, when you know what you're talking about. So that's how you know. That's how you know that you are tasked as the leader, the spiritual leader, the head of your home, and you are responsible for everything. The great thing about that is now that you know that, your life should be way easier. I'm not saying it's going to be easy all the way, but it's going to be easier because you you will now move as a man to take responsibility and to get things right in your home with your wife and your marriage and all that kind of stuff. Okay, number five. We are tasked to protect. Our general mission is we're responsible for everything, but then we have three smaller missions to protect, defend, and serve. And yesterday we covered number five, which is you are tasked by God to protect your family and from and from physical threats outside your home. And you are tasked to protect your wife from you because you can hurt your wife more than anybody on the planet. The way you talk to her, your body language, if you listen to her or not, if you raise your voice, if you yell her, if you call her names, if you don't make love to her right, if you neglect her, all these things are you must learn how to do these things properly, properly so that you can protect your wife from you psychologically and emotionally and, and spiritually. OK, you got to protect her. That's your job. OK, so now we move to the new ones. Number six are your second mission as a man is to defend. You are charged by God to defend, defend your wife and family against the diabolical, the angel, the fallen angel, Satan. Don't get it twisted. There is a supernatural world. If you believe in God, then you must believe in hell. If you believe in hell, you must believe in uh, heaven. If you believe in heaven, you must believe in angels and demons. Okay? You can't, you, we are not meant to see angels and demons. The reason why is because they're on a different realm than us, and God set the world up like that so that he could test you and see if you are worthy to go to heaven. If you could see the demons and see them come all the time, you'd be scared and you'd, you'd be so fearful of it that you couldn't function. But see, they move around and mysteriously they influence you, demonically influence you. And, uh, they, and, and what happens is we, we can be taught that there is no such thing as these things. And we can think that science can answer it all. Science can't answer it all. I'm going to tell you a trick about science. Science can only, science can only, uh, can only, solve what it sees 
Think about what I said. Science can only solve what it sees. So if science can't see it, it can't do a dang on thing about it. Right? So guess what? You can't see God, can you? You can't see God, can you? You know why you can't see God? Because you ain't supposed to see him. He's outside of time. You can't see him no way. But guess what? He has given us enough grace to prove that there is, he is real. He is true. He has given us enough grace in scripture and in our natural lives and in how the universe is created. He has given us proof that he exists. So if God exists, then everything about defending your home from the diabolical must be true. Do stop taking that for granted. It is your job as a man to defend your home against a diabolical. And if you don't, you get what you got, which is chaos. An unhappy wife, an unfulfilled wife, a totally and completely sexually unfulfilled wife, a depressed wife, a wife that doesn't know, doesn't listen to you or talk to you or collaborate with you. And you have disrespectful children that don't love and respect you. You know, they won't do what you say. They won't love their wife. They disrespect you and their mother. They disrespect you. They only, they're selfish. They only talk about themselves. They listen to everything out in society, and you try to tell them that the society is not what the truth is, and they don't listen to nothing you say. That's chaos. That's evil in your home. That's how you know it's there. Why? Because good, fam- good marriages and good families don't have that. They don't. Okay, so um, next to see to see these, you need the help of the Holy Spirit to see, to understand the diabolical in your home. You must be in grace with God and you must fight to the end. You must embrace the battle. If you if not, we are failing as true men and Satan will move right past us, devouring our wife and children. Right now, what has happened in many marriages in the world especially in this country because we're weak and soft is men. We get, we get um, obsessed with pleasure, which is called effeminacy, which means what we refuse to do the hard and the arduous. We, we pick the easy over the hard and that's where all warrior spirit comes in. That's why when a man's in marriage crisis, if he's not in for the long haul, he ain't going to get his wife back. She's going to go find her somebody else after a while. Because she's gonna realize he just ain't he just ain't the man I need. He ain't. He won't even fight for me. That's why when your wife's talking about I don't love you, uh, I don't want to be near you, I don't find you attractive no more, I'm not in love with you, I hate you. They just tested you, man, because they're emotionally unstable and they're emotionally upset and confused. And they're telling you that stuff to get you away from them to see if you go man up and fight for them. Because why? For the last 10 years, we ain't fought for. Women, man, they make you, women make you into a man. Women make you into a man, gentlemen. They cause you pain so that you will man up. That's the deal. That's the role of your wife. And if you can't keep her happy, how you think you're going to keep some other woman happy? Think about what I'm saying. If you can't keep this one happy, how are you going to keep the next one happy? That's women. That's a wife's job to get you to man up. Every great man, Dr. Martin Luther King, uh, 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 Lincoln, um, uh, Abraham Lincoln, George Washington, uh, Roosevelt, 
Think every great man you could ever think of throughout history had a great wife. And she was with him. She stood with him and she loved him and she supported him. And he listened to her. He took her count. I don't know one great man that didn't take the counsel of their wife. You know why? Because we men, great men know that their wife loves them more than anything on the planet. And she is going to she's not going to let nothing bad happen to him. She's going to give him good advice. She's through talking through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit talks to her to talk to her man. And if you're going to be a great man. You're going to need you're going to need the counsel of your wife. You need the counsel of your wife. I always listen to my wife. Always listen to her. I might agree with her, but I always listen to her. And then you know what I do? Once she stops talking and we separate, I'll think about what she said again. And you know what, man? Most of the time, the girl's right. (laughs) You know it's the truth, man. You know it's the truth. So that being said, um, we must fight to the end to embrace the battle. We need the warrior spirit. If not, we are failing as true man and Satan will move right past us and devour our children, gentlemen. We cannot get distracted. We must defend our homes. Okay? When we get distracted as men, bad things happen. Right? Just like you're a soldier and you're tasked to, to watch, to guard the gate at, from 3 to uh, from 2 in the morning to 4 in the morning. And everybody sleep in the barracks or everybody sleep on the on the battlefield and you're charged you're charged to guard it and you fall asleep. They kill you for that, don't they? They kill you for that, don't they? Yes, they do. And that's the thing about you as the man in your home. When you just distract it, you fall asleep. You allow the enemy to enter your home and cause chaos in your home. And if you don't have humility, you ain't going to get out of it. Because you're going to be walking around blaming her for everything and blaming the kids and blaming God, blaming Satan, blaming your mom and daddy because my mom, mom and daddy didn't raise my mom and daddy didn't raise me right. All that kind of crazy mess. I'm 40 years. You're 40 years old. We still blaming our mom and daddy for everything. Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> so your wife cannot protect your home from the evil one. Only you are tasked with the special power. Remember, we are tasked as men, which is called grace. Power, grace, however you want to look at it. We are tasked with protection and defense of our home. Our prayers are more powerful than our wife's. Why? Because our wife has to deal with who? The children. Women go out and work too damn much, and they leave their kids unprotected. You've got to go out and work as the man. You've got to go work. That's That's your mission. What's one of your mission to protect? The way you protect is you get your butt out and you earn money, right? I mean, duh. So if your wife is out working too, who's protecting the kids? Who? Some daycare? Some crappy middle? Some crappy school? Oh, man. Come on. Women, they got it twisted, man. They got it twisted. We, somebody's got to protect our children. Somebody. Men can't do it. We got to go out and be a man. We got to go out and kill something and bring it home. Women, that's their job. They don't want to do that no more. So who's protecting the kids? I'll let you figure that one out. I'll just help you, though. Nobody. Okay? This is why we must enter the spiritual battle. Sunday is your main day of work. This is why adoration on Sunday is imperative. This is our main battle time. Okay? Next, seven to serve. So protect is our number one 
Defend is our number two mission. And number three is to serve. As true man, you can never consider your wants and desires over those for whom you are charged to protect. Again, as true man, you can never consider your wants and desires over those whom you are charged to protect. And I just told you, you are charged to protect. That is your job. Okay? God is to serve first. Your wife is second to serve. Your children are third to serve. And yourself last if you have anything left. This causes the effect of submission by your wife. This causes her to lead your children towards you. You then lead your wife and children towards God. The way it works and the successful way it works is this. You be an authentic man. You be as Christ. You allow Christ to lead you. You move towards him. Then your wife will see that you are this man that she can she has, she loves and she can't be without and that you could truly love her, that you are a true man, an authentic man, a Christian soldier, and your wife is drawn to you. And guess what she would do then? She will then follow you. And then more importantly, she will lead your children to you. And then you as the man that God created you to be, you lead your family towards he who is God himself, our Lord Jesus Christ, who will then lead us to God in the beatific vision. That's how it works. It's been proven over and over. And that is it. I am done. No, I'm just playing, y'all. <laughs> but that's it, man. That's it, baby. That's it. That's how you serve. That's how you do it. Okay. Um, now, when you serve all ahead of you, your wife allows you to lead your home and denies the curse of Eve. Remember, women allow us to leave our homes. Women allow us to lead our homes. We don't take it. That's why people look at Ephesians 5 verses 21 and 22. They look at and 23, I think, somewhere in that. They look at that as it's the cement. You know, women both do whatever men say. No, man follows Christ, right? And then the wife must follow the man to Christ and then lead the kids like that, okay? Um, she, but if, if we don't, if women won't follow, listen, Women won't follow a dud for long. They might stay with you for years, but they ain't going to follow you. Why? Because women ain't stupid. I'm not going to follow some dud that he don't love me. He don't care. He's, he don't spend time with me. He don't make me feel like I'm part of number one. What I want to give my life to that, that person for, right? And so if your wife is not following you, guess who is not going to follow you either? The children. And so what do guys try to do? Well, I'm going to subvert my wife I will make the kids my friend, and then the kids, I'll be good to them and nice to them, and then I, I don't, my wife, you know, whatever. See, man, you can't do that. That's the coward's way out. You've got to learn how to make, we've got to learn how to make our wives happy and love us and know that we love them, and then it's the naturally things fall into order. That's why God, you, and your wife are the priority, okay? Um. What's the payoff? The payoff to servant is this. Serve your wife with all your heart, mind, and soul first, and she will return your devotion and service tenfold. You know how great people create great marriages? Men, because the men are great. That's how they do it. Okay? But once you do it, your wife will serve you way more than you served her. She just will. She will give you everything, which means what? You have then captured her heart, mind, and soul, and her body. 
those four important things because she feels in union with you, one flesh, right? So uh, number eight, almost done. Pride, humility defeats evil. Number eight, humility defeats evil, gentlemen. I talked about that already a little bit, but pride is the act of judging yourself greater than you are. Pride is the act of judging yourself greater than you are. That's why Satan got his butt tossed out because God told him what to do. He gave him a choice and he decided I ain't going to serve because he thought he had the power to do whatever he wanted to do. So what does that mean? Most of us think we got the power to do that too, don't we? And what happens over time, God gives us a chance to, to act right. Thinking about what's true mercy, right? What's true mercy? What is God's true mercy? God's true mercy is that when you commit a mortal sin, he don't spite your butt right then. Because at that point, we commit a mortal sin, we really deserve hell, don't we? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. The minute we make love, I have sex with a girl, we're not married to her, we, we deserve hell right then. Right then. But God is merciful. He says, okay, the boy just, you know, he lost his mind a little bit. That's all right. I'm going to give him a little chance to get it together. <laughs> I'm going to get him. I'm going to help him out. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to talk to him some more because obviously he wasn't listening. <laughs> so I'm going to help him out, right? And then over your life, at the end of your life, though, if you don't listen over that next uh, 80 years, then what happens is you get justice. So what is justice? Justice is... When you die at the particular judgment, you know, God goes, well, man, you didn't listen. You kind of did what you want to do. You kind of ignored me. You kind of ignored the Holy Spirit on your wife and your kids stuff. So I'm just going to give you what you want. You know why? Because you ain't going to be happy in heaven no way. You know, I don't want to have a man come to heaven. He really won't be there. So I'm just going to like send you south and then you can deal with that. That's the way it works. It's called justice. God is a God of mercy and a God of justice. He has to be. He has to be. Because remember, it makes common sense. No one can be before God in the beatific vision who is not pure of heart, of soul, and mind. You can't. Your soul has to be pure. So if your whole, if a man's whole life, he was a degenerate or he, he, he listened to himself all the time, he was his own God, in which most of us think we are on God. We don't want to admit it, but we do. Then we didn't we didn't conform to the obedience of our Lord Jesus Christ. Then we don't we can't be in front of God. We can't. It's impossible. Okay. Humility is living by the highest and more truth, meekness, and act of you dying to yourself, meaning forgive all of your wants, desires, and needs. I'm mean, sorry, meaning forgoing all of your wants, desires, and needs in order to rest in God. In order to rest in God, humility is the ultimate measure of a man. Christ shows us by his acceptance of his true mission as a man. He never wavered. He leaned on the Father and held strong and steadfast in the face of evil. This is ultimately what he wants of you. Engage, fight, battle, and die, Christian soldier, if necessary. Okay? Understand that evil defeats, humility defeats evil. Okay? Next. Number nine, stress techniques. So how do you, stress techniques are what I give to get guys to get through uh, the, the changes their wife is taking them through. Like when their wife is venting, you can't interrupt her because if you interrupt her, then it just makes things worse and you're not listening. 
So the first stress technique I have guys do, so you use these techniques when fighting back anger or frustration, when dealing with your wife's anger, anxiety, and frustration towards you. So one of the things I say is, look, you stand there and pray Hail Mary's in your head until you calm down, until she's done. Listen to what she's saying, right? Okay? The second stress technique is called the pressure point technique. It's called the emotional freedom technique is where when you're under stress, you tap the top of your head, you tap your temple, you tap your wrist, and you or you tap a joint, you tap any joint or, or, or pressure point, and you tap that until you don't feel the, the, the stress anymore, and it works, okay? Uh, the next one, the hardest part about any of these three is remember to do them, right? So take a, the, the third one is take a deep breath, exhale for 10 seconds, counting in your head. That helps you calm down, taking a deep breath and exhale. You know, um, the hardest part about stress techniques is we get emotionally involved in a discussion in our wife and we forget to do them. Okay. So the last one, and we are done for the day. Bonus number 10. This is a tough one, fellas. This is a tough one. That's why I had to add it. Bonus 10. A true man accepts the truth. That's it. <laughs> okay. It's a quote. A real man accepts the truth no matter how much it hurts, end quote. Father Chad Ripperker, Ph.D., author and exorcist in the Catholic Church. Um, and here it lies. That's our problem, right? We won't accept the truth. We allow people that know what the heck they're talking about in this society to lead us away from our Lord Jesus Christ, away from God, away from the Blessed Mother, away from the angels and the saints. We allow them to do that because they have no faith or their faith is weak. Or they're rationalizing all the stuff they want to do and all the stuff they want to do. Nobody wants to conform. But a real man, he analyzes the truth, looks at himself, and says, is that the truth? And if it is, the proof is right in your head and right in front of you. You've got to accept it. Relativism is the way to hell, which means is, what's relativism? That means whatever you think is true is true. Whatever I think is true is true. So you say two plus two is four. I say two plus two is three. Who's right? Well, man, you just whatever you whatever you think is true. If you think that two plus three, if uh, you think two plus two is three, hey, that's good for you, man. That's cool. But man, here's the thing: people who don't give you the truth, they don't love you. They don't. That's why Jesus Christ is the truth. He is the Word. Jesus Christ is the truth. Why? Because He loved us. And so God sent him to give us the truth. And when we when we don't do everything, his church, this is why authority is so important in the church. The Catholic church has authority to, to carry on Jesus Christ's word. No other church or religion in this country and this world does. And that's the truth. It's in scripture. It's the truth. But that hurts a lot of people. That hurts people. But one of the things my wife taught me is, the first response to truth is what? Anger. Okay? But the, you've got to accept the truth when it presents itself to you. Why? Because then we become idiots if we don't. I look like an idiot. You said two plus two is four, and I'm running around talking about two plus two is three. Who's the idiot? Me. I'm walking around talking about two plus two is three. Because that's what I believe. I believe I'm a woman. But I'm 280 pounds, I'm black, and I'm bald-headed. <laughs> I mean, come on. I'm a woman? Really? This is what I'm saying, man. We must rest in the Lord. 
Rest in God and let him, you, you, it's called being formed as a Christian, being formed as a Catholic. You, have, you must be, your mind must be formed. That's why they call them cradle Catholics because over their time as a baby, as a, a young adult, and a young, uh, as a teenager, all that stuff, their mind is formed in the Lord. So why? So that they, when they hear crap, they know how to decipher it, right? Your kids can decipher it. If we leave, if we don't, if we don't, that's why people who say, well, I'm gonna let my child decide what they want to be when they get to be, when they're adult. Well, all you did was just turn your kid over to Satan because if you and your and God don't form your kid, Satan's going to form your kid. How do I know that? Well, you got kids up in these preschools and kindergarten and, and grade school and high school, and they all screwed up. And all the adults complained about them. But we created them. We didn't form them right. Right? So that being said, I know you guys got to go. So it's almost 11 o'clock. Um, we've got to understand the truth of doing things our way when we when they don't work is the first response. We, we've got to start doing things that work. When you hire somebody to help you, you let that person coach you. You don't sit up there and try to fight them on your stuff because your stuff didn't work. Okay? You know, um, and, and, and that's good. The truth of the church, the truth of God, these things are important. How can we expand our knowledge and vision and direction view of how the world truly is if we continually rely upon our own faculties? How can we understand the truth of the universe if we reject Christ who is God? These things, we, we've got to understand the truth. The truth is what will, will, will set you free. It's the truth. It will. Sometimes the truth hurts, but God would not give us these things if we, if, if we didn't need it. Okay? So with that being said, we are out of here for today, and I'll be right back after the break. Bam! Let's talk about your Catholic marriage problems. Weekdays, 10 a.m. Eastern. Live streamed on the Catholic Alpha Radical Facebook page and CatholicAlpha.com. And so today we are done, and as we always do, we end with a quote from Pope Benedict XVI, which states, Society offers you comfort, but you were made for comfort. You were made for greatness. Go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is upon you. Fast, pray, and prepare for battle. Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313 Radical. To join as a listener or view the live stream, visit the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Facebook page or visit CatholicAlpha.com for Catholic marriage help that actually works. Bang.